Hunter Biden keeps suing people, and uh, this is all going to prove to be a really bad idea. It's just another bad decision. Uh, the courts in the Constitution continue to save our rights to the chagrin of the Biden administration, and atheists will misread the First Amendment in any way they can to get rid of religion. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I hope you guys had a great day yesterday. Now, I need to talk to talk about something. Something that is so unimportant that I didn't even add it to my to my show notes. So you'll you'll see it. You won't see it if you go to the website, but it's got to be discussed. Absolutely got to be discussed because this travesty keeps sticking its ugly face in the middle of my Sundays. And this is just a terrible thing. So what is this disaster? It is the uh, it is the Travis Kelsey. I don't even know what her freaking Taylor Swift dating rumors BS. Now here's the thing. I, I really normally would never talk about this because I quite honestly just don't give a shit. I never have. I, I still don't. But I was watching the Bears and the Chiefs play. Travis Kelsey is a tight end for the Chiefs. And apparently he and Taylor Swift might be dating. And might be as in I really don't I don't I don't care, but apparently she got a box seat for the Chiefs game and she's jumping around the box every time Kelsey farts. And every time this channel that I was watching on, I think it was CBS, just kept showing her jumping around like a moron with that big mouth of hers, cheering every time Kelsey, you know, got a towel and wiped his face. It was really stupid. Now, I hate when things like this happen. When movie stars start dating athletes, elite athletes. And the reason I hate it is because, one, I, I, I just want to watch the football game. But for some reason, this always becomes part of the football game. I, now, Taylor Swift, I think she's the biggest phony in Hollywood. Biggest phony, period. You know this gal wants to be an actress because she constantly overacts. Anytime you see her, I, you saw, if you watch the game, which was the Bears and the Chiefs, which, thank God, the Chiefs just killed them because then I was able to change the channel because I didn't... I, I couldn't I couldn't stand watching her every four minutes dancing around her box seat every time Kelsey was being talked to by the coach. It was really, really annoying. And he didn't even have much of a game. He had uh, like five receptions, 67 yards, and a touchdown. See, that's what I pay attention to. I really don't give a crap about who he's dating. I don't give a crap who he's married to. None of that stuff might, means anything to me. But Taylor Swift has got to be, without a doubt, one of the most annoying human beings on the face of the earth. She's all dancing around. Her mouth is always wide open. Watch her. Watch her. She wants to be an actress. She doesn't want to be a singer. You can tell because she overacts. Every time you see her, she overacts. And she was overacting in that. Listen, she's never seen a football game in her life. She doesn't give a shit about football. Who's kidding who? She did does not care, but she knows she's on camera. And then it's the mouth wide open. Her mom, who you could tell was actually more interested in the football game than Taylor was, was sitting back and clapping, and she was really happy. You could tell she was rooting for the Chiefs. But Taylor Swift is, is basically doing somersaults, and it was really annoying. Listen, good. I, I'm... I, I, the other thing that bothers me about this is you have an elite athlete now dating an elite movie star and they'll have kids and they'll name their kid Bummer or some weird ass name like that and we're going to have to follow this bullshit like we did with the with the Tom Brady, Giselle Bushin crap and we're all supposed to care and I just don't. And I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to see it. I don't, 
I don't care. He wants to date and create stupid kids, kids with weird names like Hubcap. I don't care. Keep it out of football. But, th- but when you have elite athletes hooking up with elite uh, celebrities like Taylor Swift, she's not an actress, but when you have elite celebrities, you just want to sit there and say, oh God, there we go. The elitists are getting together once again. And when you see those elite celebrities influencing these elite athletes in stupid ways, like Travis Kelsey doing a commercial for the COVID shots. Listen, if Travis Kelsey is getting the COVID vaccine, he's an idiot. And suddenly, I don't like the Chiefs anymore. I love Mahomes. I think Mahomes is a great is a great quarterback. I love him to death. And that's why I like the Chiefs. But if you're going to have Travis Kelsey, they might as well drop him. They might as well trade him for another for a set of footballs because I, I'm not going to like the Chiefs anymore with that guy on it. So I wish they'd get this. Yes, don't put trans people as cheerleaders on your football team like the Carolina Panthers did. But also, don't let Taylor Swift date anybody. And by the way, Taylor half of Taylor Swift's music is about all the bad decisions she's made in her life with men. I, this is a this is a fact. Listen to her music. So, Travis Kelsey should not be thrilled he's dating Taylor Swift. He should actually be questioning, well, what kind of man am I if this broad makes nothing but bad decisions when it comes to men? He should act, he should be concerned. He should worry. He should be looking inside himself and saying, what kind of man am I? Because there's something wrong with him if she's dating him. But anyway, it's just, it's annoying. I saw it. I'm on Twitter. Every other other picture is of him walking out of the stadium with Taylor Swift. They're not holding hands or anything, which is going to be, which was the main story here. But the main story should have been, what in the hell was he wearing? He was wearing a denim, white, and blue, bleached outfit. It was weird, which tells me right off the bat, he's, an, he's a beta male. How can a guy who's six foot five and weigh 250 pounds be a beta male? Well, I got news to you. That's Travis Kelsey. It's an embarrassment. The Chiefs should be embarrassed. They should suspend him fine him, and possibly trade him. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, okay, he's he's on my fantasy team, but whatever. He's just a bad, you can tell this guy is a beta male. He's never going to be a Hall of Famer, probably going to be a Hall of Famer, but then it really makes you question the NFL Hall of Fame. This is, this is the thing. Keep culture out of football. That's all I'm saying. Keep it out of baseball. Keep it out of football. I, I don't want to see any of that crap. I do not want TMZ and ESPN to be on the same level. They shouldn't be. They're completely different, but they're not. They're on the same. When TMZ and ESPN are showing up at a football game, that bothers me. There's something wrong there. Okay. Oh, sorry about that. Let's get to our dumbasses of the day. <laughs> All right, so today is going to be a little bit different. I actually only have one dumbass of the day, and I have then someone who said something really intelligent and something that's really true and something that no one is talking about. And so we have one dumbass of the day, and then we have one that is just actually pretty intelligent. So let's talk about this. So there was a... uh, a gal at HBCU University, and she became the first female football player for HBCU. Now, if you don't know what HBCU is, it's a university, and that's about all I know about it. I don't even know what HBCU actually means. Now, this gal, she decided she's, of course, plays soccer, and when you say the first female football player, that basically means kicker. That's, that's all that means. So here comes, here, who is the dumbass of the day is not the female kicker. I mean, if the 
football team wants the virtue signal. And of course, they also had like three injuries, so they didn't really have a choice. If they want a virtue signal, that's fine. Let them put a woman on the field. It's not a big deal. The team is probably 0-20 or something like that. So they get this gal on, and here's, here is the play-by-play announcer. And my God, he's building this chick up. He really is. Now, she's, a, again, a former soccer player. She stands maybe five foot two, So all these players look gigantic next to her. And he's building her up and building her up and saying how fantastic this is. And, of course, the video cuts off right after she kicks the ball. So let's, let's listen to him. Something like that. And here's the story of the day right there. That is Lalani Armenta. And she's going to play and she's going to kick off and maybe even do some field goals tonight for the Jackson State Tigers. Of course, she was on the Jackson State women's soccer team. And because of injuries this week th- during practice, she's going to get her shot tonight to be a kicker. And what an impressive young lady has been and a chance for her. And I, I'm sure she's pretty nervous at this point. But they have her out there and sweat football is underway in the Yes, so much history, so much excitement. Yes, she should be nervous. First female football player. Uh, she might even kick some field goals. Well, um, no, she won't be kicking any field goals. The ball went about 15 yards when she kicked it. It didn't go anywhere. And this is off a tee. So I'm pretty sure, yeah, she won't be kicking any field goals. Hey, listen, I, I don't care if a woman wants to play football. Good for her. I, I have no problem with it. Let's stop with the, this is historic crap, okay? She's playing football, fantastic. If she does well, good for her. Yeah, she didn't. It's like that woman last year that, that kicked field goals. And she, could, and she never kicked a field goal. They wouldn't let her. I think it took her a couple of games to be able to let her kick a field goal. And by the way, the team was like, had lost 27 games in a row or something. So they decided to put this female in. And it was, you could tell it was a virtue signal. And she finally kicked a field goal from like the five-yard line. And the ball barely crossed the, the crossbar. And she also, her big kickoff was 20 yards. Hey, to tell you the truth, I can't kick. I'm not, I'm not a soccer player anymore. I can kick 20 yards. And I know this because my son, when he used to play football, I used to kick. And I can't kick it. That's not very far. But I have no experience at kicking a football. So let's just, listen, if she's playing, make a comment. Good for her. She's playing football. Congratulations for making the team. Maybe even mention it's historic, but let's not get too excited about all this stuff. So the dumbass of the day is not the woman kicking the ball. Good for her. She's playing. She got the opportunity. She took it. She didn't make much of it, but she took it. It's the announcer making a big stink out of the fact that she kicked a football. Okay, now here's one. This this is not the dumbass of the day. This is a gal. This is a gal who basically was eavesdropping, or so she says. But she's eavesdropping while she's getting her nails done, and she gets a story from uh, people who were getting their nails done with her. She's eavesdropping, and she's amazed by this story because the source of the story ain't quite what she was uh, thinking about. They, it, she she thought she, they, the family was talking about themselves, and no, the genesis of the story was not about the family living in the trailer. Let's listen. Well, that was the weirdest trip to the nail salon I've had in a long time. There was these girls beside me just talking really, really loud. I try not to listen to other people's conversation, but they were talking so loud, it was like they wanted you to hear. So they live in a mobile home park and they were talking about this family where there's a husband and a wife and the wife passes away from like cancer and the husband then marries the babysitter. It's later found that he was taking showers with his daughter when she was much too old. Um, There's an uncle that's sleeping with his niece, a brother who is banging his dead brother's widow while having an affair with her sister and simultaneously knocking up a stripper. Except here's the kicker. This family didn't live in the mobile home park. They live at the White House. This is the first family they were talking about, the Bidens. And that's who's running our country. Okay, 
That is a one-minute overview of Joe Biden and his family, and it's all true. It is all true. Even the him taking showers with his daughter, his daughter said that in her in her diary. When when his daughter lost her diary, which by the way, what is wrong with the Bidens always losing things? Hunter Biden's lost three laptops. She's lost a diary that has intimate details about how her father was probably molesting her. What is wrong with these people and losing things? Anyway, all of this stuff is true. Everything here is true. And you just got to wonder, this is a family that can't control itself, that can't run itself. And yet they're running the country. Now, the only thing she is wrong about, this gal is wrong about, is Joe Biden is running the country. Joe Biden's not running the country. Joe Biden is, right now it is 10 o'clock. He's probably not even out of bed yet. Don't forget, he, it's already been said by the Biden by the Biden white staff that Biden would never appear in front of a camera before 10 a.m. So right now it's 9.39 and chances are there is we're not going to hear a damn piece of news story. Any news from this, this administration. And by the way, have you noticed that I haven't talked about the administration at all? Because there's nothing to report. The economy is going to hell. We have 250,000 illegals crossing in in August. We've got another 100,000 crossing. This uh, another 200, two, between two and 300,000 are crossing the border illegally this month. We've got all sorts of messes and the Biden administration is nowhere to be seen. They're nowhere to be seen. And they're, there's nothing to report. They, they're not saying anything. Karen Jean-Pierre comes online every couple of minutes, every, couple, every day for maybe a half hour, leaves, and that's the last thing you hear from the Biden administration. It's embarrassing. So Joe Biden's not running the country. Joe Biden is up at 10 and he's in bed by four. He's having his gruel at, four, at three and he's getting in his nighty at four. Absolutely incredible that people see this and they have no problems with it. Speaking of Biden's and really bad decisions, Hunter Biden is really trying to get his father screwed. And by the way, Joe Biden looking at polls, and I haven't talked about the polls. There's a reason I don't like talking about them because they don't mean dick. I really could care less what the polls say. Yes, most polls have Trump up now and not by a little bit between one and 10 points. The Washington AB, a Washington Post ABC poll has Joe Biden down by 10 points. Of course, Joe Biden is underwater by almost 20 points. So he's got a 36% approval rating and a 54% disapproval rating. So he is not doing real well. Gas prices are up incredibly. In the last month, at our gas station, Right down the street, gas is up a dollar and twenty in the last month. It is now at five eighty nine a gallon. It was at four sixty nine a month ago. And I keep hearing from these people how absolutely awesome the economy is. Yeah, no. But anyway, I guess Hunter Biden really wants to put his dad on the stand because he is just suing everybody. According to Fox News, Hunter Biden on Tuesday filed a lawsuit against Rudy Giuliani, alleging the former President Trump lawyer violated his privacy rights by illegal, illegally disseminating contents from Biden's infamous laptop. The complaint filed in a, the U.S. District Court for the Central D District of California states Giuliani is primarily responsible for the total annihilation of Biden's digital privacy. It also names Robert Costello, a former federal prosecutor who previously represented Giuliani as a defendant. Fox News has confirmed. Now, something to be aware of. He's not saying Giuliani violated the rights of Hunter Biden 
by taking stuff from his abandoned laptop. No, he's saying, what, what Hunter Biden is saying is there was no laptop. And that Giuliani went out there and hacked into Hunter Biden's world. Hunter Biden's digital whatever. Continuing, quote, For the past many months and even years, defendants have dedicated an extraordinary amount of time and energy toward looking for, hacking into, tampering with, manipulating, copying, disseminating, and generally obsessing over data that they were given that was taken or stolen from the plaintiff's devices or storage platforms, including what the defendants claim to have obtained from the plaintiff's alleged laptop computer, Biden's attorneys wrote in a complaint, claiming the data was not even from a, quote, laptop, end quote, but from an external hard drive. Okay, yeah, none of this is going to work. Absolutely none of this is going to work. Do you know why? Because the FBI already admitted they've got the laptop. The FBI already admitted that the laptop is legitimate. The laptop exists. They have the laptop. And the laptop, and by the way, there's more than one. I think there are three of them. Three to five laptops was abandoned. They admit this. Now, what's going to end up happening if this goes to trial? Well, Rudy Giuliani, now granted, this is going to be hard on Giuliani because this is expensive. Lawyers cost money. But here's the thing. First off, the Robert Costello thing, that's not even going to go because he's a lawyer and there is privacy between lawyer, confidentiality between lawyer and client. So that's not even going to be a thing. What is going to be a thing is if this sees inside of a courtroom, Giuliani is going to unleash. And this is probably going to require Joe Biden to testify. And I don't think... By the way, Hunter Biden's attorneys, they want this. They've been threatening to put Joe Biden on the stand at every turn. And that's because I think they're trying to force Joe Biden to pardon Hunter. Now, they, they sat back and said they're going to take Joe Biden and put him on the stand during the trial for Hunter Biden's gun charge. And I never understood that because, well, what is Joe Biden going to add to Hunter Biden's gun charge? Nothing. I, I, I can't imagine anything that Joe Biden's got. I mean, what, Joe Biden gave him the money? Joe Biden bought the gun for him? Joe Biden said, hey, Hunter, you should get a gun? I mean... What exactly would Joe Biden testify to that a judge would say, yeah, you should put the sitting president on the stand during a gun trial? Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. I, Hunter is probably going to have to do some jail time. There's no, I don't think there's any question he's going he's gonna to do jail time, which is part of the reason why I don't think Joe Biden's going to run for president. I think he's going to pardon his son. And I know Karen Jean-Pierre said, he won't pardon his son. It's Karen Jean-Pierre lying again. I'm sorry, either that or Joe Biden's lying. One of the two. Personally, I think Karen Jean-Pierre goes up there and she just makes shit up as she talks. I don't think she consults the President of the United States. I don't think the President of the United States is even in the Oval Office at that time. He's probably sitting and eating his oatmeal. So this is, again, a mess. This is a bad decision. But this is what Hunter Biden does. He strong arms people. He threatens lawsuits and things like that. He brings lawsuits. And these lawsuits are going nowhere. Even if you get a left-wing jury that actually awards Hunter Biden something, the reality is all this stuff is going to be redone in, in appeals. There's not, This is going nowhere. It's just something to, hey, make Giuliani pay some more money. That's all it is. Okay, let's get to our next story here. Um, the courts and the Constitution just keep getting in the way of Democrats' tyranny. So according to CNN, and I did pick CNN because they are, I'm, I'm sure, all broken up about this. A federal judge struck down California's ban on firearm magazines holding more than 10 rounds on Friday as unconstitutional. It's arbitrary and capricious, the statement said. The ban, which was adopted through a 2016 proposition, had gone through various appeals until the U.S. Supreme Court sent the case back to lower courts 
following its 2022 ruling in the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin. The landmark decision requires that firearm regulations don't impede on the language of the Second Amendment to be, quote, consistent with the nation's historical tradition, end quote. Now, let's be clear. What does the Second Amendment say? Let's read it. It's really simple. It's two lines. Okay, here it is. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Now, a lot of people have a problem with this militia thing. Well, here's, here's the reality, and th- this is why the Democrats continually lose when they challenge it based on the militia. Um, the United States government didn't have an army during the Revolutionary War when this was created. Militias were just groups of people who were armed and fighting against the British. As a matter of fact, if you read George Washington and Thomas Jefferson's letters, they say their biggest problem is they don't have a well-organized military. And this is a problem for them. As a matter of fact, this was a problem for them after the Revolutionary War. And one of the things that made George Washington a great president was he was able to create a military. Militias have always been private citizens. And they believed that there was a point where they believed they should keep the military out and keep those private militias to defend the United States. They just The problem Washington and Jefferson, Washington specifically had, was that there was no discipline. And that was an issue. So they, he decided to create an army. So this crap of the, the right to bear arms here is, can, cannot be infringed. The militia meant private citizens. So that's something to always remember. That was one of the arguments. And that's one of the reasons why textualists are hated by the left. Because textualists just read it and they apply it at when the time this was written. So at the time it was written, there was, was no army. Now, why is 10, a lot of people will say, well, it's only 10 rounds. Who needs more than 10 rounds? And you're going to hear Joe Biden say that later. Well, the reason 10 rounds is a big deal is because most guns, especially most semi-automatic weapons that includes handguns, you only use more than 10 rounds. You buy a Glock, it's between 14 and 17 rounds, sometimes 19 rounds. That's what the gun takes. So basically, if you make it that a gun can't hold more than 10 rounds, what you're saying is a bunch of guns, including handguns, are now illegal. And that, you can't do that. So this is what the left does. They're trying to go around the Second Amendment. And they're trying to pick at things that really could ban certain guns, even though this assault gun thing, assault rifle thing, they really just want to ban AR-15s, which, by the way, are not assault rifles. They're not military-style rifles. The president has decided to go into a different direction when it comes to that because he knows they're not... AR-15s are not military rifles. It's... M16s and AR15s are completely different rifles. M16s use a bigger round. Uh, M16s go fully automatic. AR15s do not. Fully automatic weapons are already illegal. They used to not be illegal, but this gun control movement has made them illegal. So, no, they're not allowed to do that. So let's let's finish this. Um U.S. District Judge Roger T. Benitez uh, in Friday's decision said the ban on high-capacity magazines fails to meet the standard that, quote, there is no national tradition of prohibiting or regulating firearms based on firing capacity or ammunition capacity, end quote. Benitez wrote that one government solution to a few madmen with guns makes into criminals responsible law-abiding people wanting larger magazines simply to protect themselves. California Governor Gavin Newsom, in a statement, called the decision politics pure and simple, noting that Benita's record for rolling back gun control legislation. You know what's politics clear and simple? 
taking away rights. Coming up with this reason, because you, and he's right here. He's right. When you, the judge is right here. When he says, hey, you can't t- ban guns by limiting capacity simply because you want to. The Second Amendment doesn't say you can do that. And that's what you're doing. And this guy is calling, and Gavin Newsom's calling it just politics, pure and simple. No, what is politics is you banning guns because a few nut jobs are out there running around. Maybe if you threw some of those nut jobs in prison, you wouldn't have this problem. California Attorney General Bob ba- Rob Bonta filed a notice to appeal, of course, vowing to fight for our vowing to quote fight for our authority to keep Californians safe from weapon enhancements designed to cause mass casualties. End quote. This law will only last for ten days. Now, here's the thing: um, weapon enhancements again, for the most part, illegal. You can't have a silencer, for example. I think bump stocks are still kind of illegal. I know the Supreme Court said you could have bump stocks, but I think they're kind of illegal. So a lot of the things that are illegal, a lot of the attachments they're talking about are already illegal. Now, what's going to end up happening with this? The 10 days is going to expire. Somebody else is going to sue it's going to go all the way through the appeals process, all the way to the Supreme Court. And then the Supreme Court in the 6-3 decision is going, to, is going to rule that, because they're going to have to rule. There's no way they can ignore this forever. And they're trying to ignore it forever. The Supreme Court is going to rule that, no, you cannot, you cannot ban uh, high-capacity magazines because certain guns require high-capacity magazines. And that means you're actually de facto banning guns. So it's not going to go anywhere. Now, Joe Biden, of course, had something to say about this. Here he is again talking about uh, talking about banning assault weapons altogether. So let's listen to him. We're not going to be quiet until we get it done. It's time again to ban assault weapons high-capacity If you need 80 shots in a magazine, you shouldn't own a gun. I'll give Joe Biden credit on one area. At least he didn't bring up the deer in Kevlar vest thing. He always brings that up. And by the way, a 223 round is not going through a Kevlar vest. This is, again, the stupidity of this president. These guys don't even know the difference between a semi-auto and an auto. Hello, newsflash, a semi-auto... A revolver is a semi-auto. All a semi-auto means is that the weapon reloads ammo. A revolver does that. The old revolvers didn't do that. They were single shot, single round. You had to cock them. You had to do everything to get the round loaded into the chamber. So th- it, it, it's stupid. But the reality is, and this is the problem the left has, defined assault weapon. Because, you know, anything can be an assault weapon. A tennis ball can be an assault weapon if you throw it at somebody and mean to hit them. A car. People die more from car accidents than they do from gun crime. Well, I don't know if they do anymore because it seems like the leftist cities have just opened up everything to gun crime. But a, a car can be... More people die from car accidents than they die from than they die from uh, guns. So that could be con- a car could be considered an assault weapon, right? And by the way, if I want a gun that has 80 rounds, and here's the thing, this is the other problem they have with the Constitution. 80 rounds in a gun, it's none of your damn business how many rounds my gun has. If my gun has 80 rounds, by the way, find me a gun that has 80 rounds. I, I don't know what he's talking about. But the fact of the matter is, if you have a gun that's eighty round, the yeah, gun that is eighty rounds, that's none of his business. Who's to say why you have eighty rounds? Most of the reason you have lots of rounds in a gun is because if you shoot in a panic situation because somebody's robbing your house, chances are you're going to miss the first round, so first shot. So you're going to want multiple shots. Cops who are trained to use guns and trained to kill 
actually have to shoot more than once to make sure that person is down. It's the same thing for us. Cops don't have 10 rounds in there. They'll, when they shoot at a suspect, they'll shoot, they'll unload their clip. 16, 19 rounds they'll unload to make sure a guy is down. We're not allowed to do that. And that's typical training. So, you know, hey, whatever, floats your boat. This is not going to work. And see, the other thing that Joe Biden doesn't quite understand with the Constitution, that the Supreme Court has said over and over and over again, having a gun is not only to protect yourself from criminals, it's to protect yourself from the Bueller, Bueller, from the government. This is why the government wants to ban guns, because they can't take away our freedom of speech, our freedom of religion, our freedom to protest, our freedom of press, if we're protecting that amendment with our guns. That's the big problem. And Joe Biden knows this. He said it. He said, hey, you can you can have your guns, but the reality is we got F-16s. He said this multiple times. Okay, well, here's here's... Joe Biden threatening that if you decide not, if the Congress decides not to ban guns, well, he's just going to go after Congress and kick everyone out of Congress who doesn't want to ban guns. In 2023, so far, our country has experienced more than 500 mass shootings and well over 30,000 deaths due to gun violence. This is totally unacceptable. It's not who we are. And we have to act. We have to act now. And let me be very clear, if members of the Congress refuse to act, then we'll need to elect new members of Congress that will act. Do you notice that these guys completely F up the country with their stupid policies? And I mean defund the police, take away your guns, uh, don't put anyone in prison, no bail, this kind of stuff. They, they screw everything up. And then they just sit back and say, oh, well, you need to give us more power. You need to give up more rights and then everything will be okay. So in other words, most people are buying guns because, and I carry, I, I carry, I don't even worry about the police anymore. But most people carry guns because they're afraid. Because they know that the police aren't there for them. They know that anybody can rob me and they're going to see no consequences. So we're carrying guns to protect ourselves. And what they're basically saying is, oh, well, there's the problem. You're carrying a gun to protect yourself. Take away our guns. There'll be no crime. More, Give us more power. Give up your rights. And yes, we did create this mess in the first place. But that just means we need more power. That's what these guys always do. Okay, now a couple of things of what he said. First off, um, hyperbole. This is all hyperbole. There have not been 500 mass shootings in the last year. That is just complete crap. The 500, yes, there have a mass shooting is an arbitrary thing. Mass shooting is typically three or more people have been shot. When you think mass shooting, you think of Columbine or you think of Pulse nightclub, something like that, where some nut job goes in and starts mowing people down. What he's talking about is 500 mass shootings, gang members start shooting at each other and more than one person gets hit. That's what he considers mass shooting. Well, here's the problem. Here's the problem with that number. You don't put those people in jail. You don't put those gang members in jail because you automatically know they're black. And I'm saying they automatically know they're black. That's why there's no bail. Criminals are all black to the Democrats. So you can't put them in you can't put them in jail. You can't put them in prison. No bail because they can't afford it. They're all poor and they're all black. This is the assumption by Democrats. So they get rid of all those laws to put criminals behind bars. And then they go out and they shoot 15 people. And then you sit back and say, oh, there's another mass shooting. We need to get rid of guns. No, what you need to do is get rid of the guy that did the shooting. Primarily, what you want to do is kill him. Put him put him in an electric chair. Hang him. Something. But you guys don't want to do that. And then you wonder why there's so many mass shootings, quote, end quote. Because again, a mass shooting is not 
what they consider a mass shooting. When they say 500 mass shootings, 500 ma- Chicago has a mass shooting, if that's the case, every weekend because gang members are constantly shooting at each other. And Chicago doesn't put any of them in prison because they're poor and they're black and they need bread or some shit. So you, you want to you stop mass shootings? Don't take away guns because that's not going to do it. it it's not going to do it. Half the people who commit these mass shootings shouldn't have guns or they illegally obtained obtain the guns. You're going to have to put those people in prison. And typically, the first time they do something. Okay, let's get to our last story. The left constantly uses the Constitution, the First Amendment, to strip away the rights of the First Amendment. It's a paradox. It's a paradox. And they basically do it because of something that Thomas Jefferson said way back in 1776, 1780. Okay. One of the things they say is the separation of church and state. Of course, they misread that and they misread it on purpose. We'll talk about that in a second. But now what they're trying to do is they're trying to make it that if you want to celebrate your religion, you can only do it in the privacy of your own home. You're not allowed to do it outside. So if you're a Christian, you're a Christian, that's great. Do it in church, which the left is also trying to eliminate, or do it in your own home. And then outside of your own home, no one is supposed to know you're a Christian, which is basically not how Christianity works. It's not how Judaism works. It's not how Islam works. Your your religion follows you everywhere you go. It's supposed to. People ask me, you believe in God? Yeah, I do. I'll say, God bless. I'll say all sorts of things that show you I'm a Christian or of Judeo-Christian backing, background. The only one they don't seem to ever go after is Islam. Because the reality is, Islam has nothing to do with Western civilization. And uh, Glenn Beck says, says it very straightforward. He says Islam is, the, is going to be the national religion in the United States if the left has its way. We'll all be Islamists. But here's another example of misreading the Constitution, misreading the Bible. Or the, not the Bible, but misreading the Constitution. And misreading what Thomas Jefferson says. To, in order to separate religion from anything in the public. This is from Fox News. An anti-religion group attempting to throw cold water on an Alabama university after the school's football coach was filmed assisting with baptism of a student has a, quote, twisted interpretation of the First Amendment, end quote, a legal experts say. On Friday, the Freedom From Religion Foundation sent a letter to Auburn University President Christopher Roberts warning that more than 200 student baptisms, one of which was assisted by Auburn Tigers head football coach Hugh Freeze, somehow violated the Constitution's Establishment Clause. Quote, These ongoing and repeated constitutional violations at the university create a coercive environment that excludes those students who don't subscribe to the Christian views being pushed onto the players by the coaches, end quote, it states. Now, here's here's the question I have. And then the article talks about how these people have managed to twist the Constitution as something. We'll talk about the Constitution in a second. First off, the, the letter itself says it excludes those students who don't subscribe to the Christian views. How? How? You, if you don't have Christian views, you can still go to the baptism. Or you don't have to go to the baptism. You're not required either way. So how is it excluding anybody? By the way, their, the response was just that. They, they said, no one is being excluded. You can come or you can not come. If you're not Christian, yeah, I mean, if you're not Christian, you might be amazed at seeing 200 people being baptized. And the coach baptizing one of the people, that was one of his players. He was baptizing one of his football players because the football player asked for him to baptize him. 
So, I mean, but here's the thing. What difference does it make? If these people want to do a baptism, I mean, it wasn't even on campus. It was on a, it was, it was kind of on campus. It was on a, in a, a river, in, in a river, but a lake by one of the um, satellite campuses. But it wasn't like they were, the school said, hey, we're going to hold a baptism. It had nothing to do with that. And it had nothing to do with school. Just said, hey, no, baptize them, go baptize. So what? But why do these people want to eliminate this stuff so badly? Because they hate religion. It's that simple. They hate religion. And they want it gone. You're not allowed to be religious outside of your own home. And that's a real problem because Christianity, Judaism, and Islam, they're all religious outside of their own home. Matter of fact, that's part of the religion. Is your Christianity, your your Muslim faith, your Jewish faith, you're supposed to be like that 24-7. And things like baptism, they are a celebration. And they should be public. They were public for 2,000 years. More than 2,000 years. They just want it gone. That's all it is. They want no religion. They want a country that has no religion. Now, they say it's a violation of the Constitution. So let's take a look. This is the First Amendment, the whole First Amendment. Congress shall make no law respecting the establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. That is the deal. So in other words, the law, no law respecting the establishment of religion. That means the federal government cannot establish a default religion. They cannot say everyone has to be a Catholic. Now, if you go to Certain countries in the Middle East, they don't do that. They require you to be Islamic. It's required that you're Muslim. So this this is something relatively new. England did the same thing with the Church of England. Why do you think the Puritans came to the United States and the pilgrims came to the United States? They wanted free practice of religion. Other countries, most countries don't do this. And prohibiting the free exercise thereof. So the Constitution basically saying the government can't sit there and say, you can't practice your religion. So where exactly is this thing that states that you can't baptize people in a public place? Or even on government grounds, it doesn't say you can't do that. It says, as a matter of fact, the government can't stop you from doing that. Of course, the Constitution is very clear, and that's the problem that atheists have. It's way too clear when it comes to that. Now, let's talk a little bit. And I, I've talked about this before. I know I'm running late, but that's okay. What about Thomas Jefferson's the separation of church and state thing? Now, I've been wanting to do this for a long time, and I'm going to do it now. Let's read the correspondence with the Danbury Baptist Association on January 1st, 1802 that these atheists keep building on and see what it actually means. Now, this is a paragraph. It's a little longer. Quote, Believing believing with you that religion is a matter which lies solely between man and his God, that he owes account to none other than his faith or his worship, that the legislative powers of government reach actions only and not opinions, I contemplate with sovereign reverence that act of the whole American people, which declared that their legislature would, quote, make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, end quote. He's quoting the Constitution. Thus, building a wall of separation of between church and state, adhering to this expression of the supreme will of the nation in behalf of the rights of conscience, I shall see with sincere satisfaction the progress of those sentiments which tend to restore to man all his natural rights, convinced he has no natural right in opposition to his social duties. In other words, the government, and this is all said here. If you don't, I mean, I'm assuming you understand what this says. 
The government doesn't have a right to take away or establish a religion. That's the separation between church and state. That the government cannot take it away and the government cannot establish a religion. That's what he's saying here. And he actually says that right in between, right after he mentions the constitutional amendment. He's not talking about getting rid of religion or that religion cannot, the government doesn't have to have an opinion. And that's what he was saying. The government does not have an opinion. And because because someone decides to, let's say, baptize a person on government property, that does not mean the government is supporting it. All it means is the government, okay, there it is. They're, they're doing that. They have a right to do that. It's in the Constitution. The most misread quote in history. And Thomas Jefferson, in the paragraph that he says the separation of church and state, said that religion, the relationship between God and man is a personal relationship and the government cannot F with it. And that is the separation of church and state. Government cannot get in between the relationship of God and man, one way or the other. Well, I hope you guys have a great day. I hope that was, I hope that kind of clarified things because I'm so sick and tired of these atheists just destroying the words of the founding fathers. Because here's the thing the words of the founding fathers, they're all there. All you have to do is find them and read them. I have a book called Jefferson on Freedom that goes over all of his writings, all of his letters, which is important because he wrote the Constitution. And it's really important to read his stuff because first off, the guy can write. He is a wonderful writer. Even You can even understand what he's saying. People today can understand what he's saying because he was so clear. Other, other founding fathers are a little harder to understand. Uh, Benjamin Franklin, for example, he uses very highfalutin words. Not th- not Thomas Jefferson. He uses very straightforward, very direct language. But read that because it's important to see what he was thinking when he wrote the Constitution. It's also important to see what barriers he went through when he was writing the Constitution. For example, the First and Second Amendments, they didn't want that in the Constitution. The founding fathers, some of the founding fathers did not want that in the Constitution. Not to mention, if you read Thomas Jefferson's stuff, he is actually kind of secular. He's not a he's a pro-God guy, don't get me wrong, but he is not a religious guy. So that's something to really know and really understand about Thomas Jefferson and what he thinks about the Constitution, what he thinks about the Establishment Clause what he thinks about the Second Amendment, things like that. It's very interesting to read. So I hope you guys have a great day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. This is Gene. God bless you all. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs>